Welcome to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. On this podcast, we journey through the devastating experience of the death of a child. Grief is seldom discussed openly in our culture, and the death of a child makes people feel even more uncomfortable. We approach the topic openly and honestly, speaking to people who have lost loved ones and experts who help care for them. Whether you are a parent experiencing loss or someone who wants to support another going through this tragedy, this podcast strives to offer hope and help. Welcome to episode 205 of Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. I'm Marcy Larson, Andy's mom. So this is our live stream uh, that I'll just replay for Thursday's podcast. And for any of you that have been paying attention, this, um, this is a hard day. It's a really hard day. Yeah. Because today is the five-year anniversary of Andy's death. And in fact, in just two minutes from now will be the exact time that they said Andy died. Mm. Which I don't even know if that's right exactly. But that is, uh, that's the time they gave us, 702. So I'm here with Gwen and with Eric. And so we're just going to kind of do this together. Yeah, because I just didn't know what else to do. Yeah. So, and Gwen's gonna be a lot in charge because I feel like I can't do much of anything today. Right, but I just want to remind you, like when we did his 18th birthday, how much your listeners appreciate your true, authentic um, feelings and your your realness. I mean, we did we we can't hide it, and you would do your listeners an injustice if we tried to pretend that today was like any other day because it is not no yeah no it's not it's so mm. funny because like even yesterday i thought you know i think this will end up being okay now i told i was talking to you about this gwen so mm-hmm. our foster son valeriano his birthday was yesterday and um so we had to be celebrating that and in fact, we kind of agreed with him that we'd celebrate it on Sunday. And we gave him like the whole day Sunday. And then he came over Saturday night. He woke up. We had a big breakfast on Sunday morning. We went to church. We had a good lunch. Then we went out golfing. Then we had dinner at the country club. And I made him a peach pie that he wanted. And then we played games. I mean, it was like literally <laughs> a huge day, right? I mean, we did, we were just like 14 hour day of just Valeriano day. And then we get to the end of it. And I said, so what are you doing tomorrow? Like, and we open presents and everything. What are you doing tomorrow on your real birthday? And he said, Oh, nothing. Mm. So then I ended up feeling like, okay, well, I don't want him to sit at home and be by himself and do nothing on his real birthday. So, and we had gotten him some stuff for the house. I said, well, how come, how about we come over and bring some pizza and, um, hang up these pictures and the stuff I got him. So we ended up having to do that yesterday and we were still there till like 1030 at night. Um, so I think I was really distracted um, mm-hmm. to not think about it so much just because we were wanting to focus on that. I had, I had wanted to give myself all day yesterday as kind of a prep day, but then that's not, ended up being what happened but i don't even know that it would have helped right i was gonna say so you just cry two days because today was was gonna be this kind of day anyway so it it wouldn't have helped right so it probably was good that we were just just you know busy yeah yesterday well anyway i'm getting getting all sorts of really nice you are and i knew comments coming through already which is Mm -hmm. really nice yeah all the love and these parents feel it and they know it. Yeah. And my dear aunt is listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> my aunt um, Penny. Hello, Aunt Penny. One of my thoughts for today was, you know, obviously, you know, it's the day that he died, but um, a lot of your listeners might not know a lot about Andy. So I thought it'd be kind of, um, good to start with a little bit about his life what kind of kid he was what you know just tell us a little bit more about him because i think people always know andy's name but just tell us a little bit more than his name of who he was and what he was like 
yeah, I feel like I do that a fair amount on there, but you're right. And then not everybody knows everything for sure. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, you know, it's funny because, um, so on August 15th, 2013, so 10 years ago today, we were on vacation and I always get this picture coming because mm -hmm. we were hiking like on the, right in the Appalachian trail and, um, and we did these funny pictures where the kids were all looking tired, standing there with Eric. And there was a fun one with me and anyone. We, these pictures always come up. Um, so today I went back and was looking at pictures from that whole vacation. Mm. And little did I know that Peter had taken a video of Andy. They were pretending that the bunk bed was like a boat or something. And then Andy was throwing stuffed animals at him. And I had forgotten the names of all these animals that actually sit back here behind me, some of them. Hmm. But to hear his voice and just see his just super fun, imaginative personality was pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> and to hear his voice and yeah, yeah, to hear his voice. Mm hmm. They had to hear such a little, little Peter voice because Peter was like videoing and he was seven at the time. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. that was fun. And then, Eric, you then started going through videos. Yeah. All kinds of videos and pictures and <clears throat> just remembering him. Just mm -hmm. those. Uh, yeah. He had a really kinda... long one of when you, when you built a rocket. Oh, yeah. Together. <clears throat> All sorts of things. Yeah. Things How you, would you, you describe him, Eric? Um, I think the so he, he and I were nothing alike, which is I think, uh, which is I think one of the things that I always remember. Uh, you know, we were our personalities were different. Uh, I could, I'm pretty level, and he's up and down. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, I have no musical talent. He had tons Loads of musical talent. Of music. He had more on his finger than I had my entire body. <laughs> uh, and there's actually a video. And I, so I actually, after we watched some videos for a while, I went up and just watched a bunch more. I had my moment of lament up there by myself. In my, in my oh, bedroom. yeah. Uh, watching all those things about him. Like the first time he played the French horn. Or, <laughs> yeah. And actually, like, can kind of play French horn. I mean, it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just kind of blowing into it. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, we had a lot of similar interests too. You know, we, he's an outdoors kid. He loved like hiking. He, I remember, like, you talk about that trip. I mean, that kid could walk. Forever, we went out to Yellowstone, and he never. We could never walk enough. We could never go on enough trails and see enough stuff, like mud pots and all the kind of things you do at Yellowstone. He was always ready to keep going another ten miles. He was. Oh he just, wow. He was, he was crazy that way. You know, Peter was was done before we started, but but anyway, <laughs> he walking. Uh, he just loved just doing stuff, and so that was that was always the uh, you know he was a kid who just liked just doing things and being active and stuff. So it was it was very great. Uh, mm -hmm. Um. You know, so just, and then, you know, just, you see all that stuff and you just, I mean, obviously you miss him and just miss yeah. his presence and mm -hmm. the memories you're cheated on, the new memories that you never got and those sorts of things has always been the, the hardest things, I think. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask this. Did you tell the family what you were doing so that they, you know, that was your space or was it something you didn't even tell them what you were doing till just now? She, mm -hmm. or she, well, I was, we were that? watching, we were watching all. The, I didn't know you went up into them. Yeah, the, okay. the kids were. So I got a Lego that has been sitting um, idle yeah, for well, probably we, two or three years. And actually, we got it for Peter. Yeah. But Andy had an unfinished Lego, a car um, that Peter and I finished uh, mm. after he passed away. The, like the day after he died, actually, because you got it finished for the funeral because you brought the finished one to the yeah. funeral. And yeah, you hope. And so there's a. Because that's what Peter. After Andy died, Peter came up to his room and, and the Lego sitting right beside me here, actually, the car. And um, he just sat down and he felt like he just needed to finish it mm -hmm. because Andy wasn't going to get to finish it. And so then Eric came up and helped him finish it. So anyway, there's a there's been an unfinished car downstairs, too. And so I thought, you know, this may be a good day to sort of do something and just kind of. You know, we can just kind of just work on the Lego and stuff. And then... And it would be fitting, right? Because that... Yeah. Andy loved Lego. So when mm -hmm. we started watching the movies and stuff, and then at some point, I just went upstairs. I'm like, I just need a little bit of time to myself. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and right well they were working oh it's so funny because um erica kind of wanted to go to grand haven and then you know i talked to you about that and you thought that would be nice too but uh, you know our daughter wasn't really wasn't on board for that and i said well, what do you want to do and um, she said i think i just want to do the lego mm -hmm. so um yeah so they just worked on she that. and peter just worked on the lego together mm -hmm. and it was just i think that felt felt right to them right just work on a letter. Yeah. The reason I asked um, Eric that question is to help, you know, some of the dads and the moms to realize that um, sometimes we, we just need to be alone, right. And, and to grieve alone. And we might not always tell our spouse what we're doing. Um, and I think, you know, Marcy, we've talked about this, that I've met a lot of women who say, well, my husband's not grieving. Um, you, use the word lament, like you went up and had, you know, your deep time of sorrow and that private, holy time that you had. And you didn't announce it, you didn't have to tell anyone, but you had it. And I think it's just important for people to know that um, men do grieve, they, they, you know, that transcends gender. And so we just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah, it's a great thing for pillows. Really yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah and i i mean it's so funny because i told him i needed him to take the day off and then yeah we hardly talked <laughs> a lot of the day we didn't even talk very much and then i felt bad because i like made you take the day off and then i wasn't really even talking to you but i don't mm -hmm. know but just being together and having that space. And I also love that your other two children did a project together that was symbolic of Andy and what he liked. And that, that was really meaningful, I'm sure, to them. Even if they didn't talk about it, but they were together and doing that. Yeah. 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 Watching videos too. Yeah. Oh, they watched the videos with you? Uh, they of watched them. some of them. Some yeah. Of them. You know, a lot of our pictures and just... You know, just all the yeah. kids and stuff, but yeah, that's awesome. Yep. So there were a couple memories that people shared, which yes. I would love to um, yeah read through a little bit because that's what I did ask. I, you know, yes, normally you did. Gwen, you know, normally we 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 live stream on your your grief guide channel, and we're not today. And I don't even think I told you that we weren't, but we're not because I wanted to do it on. Um, my personal Facebook page mm -hmm. and Eric's personal Facebook page and, and then the always Andy's one mom one. So we're not on YouTube and we're no, not no. on his page like normal, but um, we can always put it on later, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so because of that, I think we've got more family and friends listening than we normally do. Um, so uh, uh, Sarah Seymour is a family friend and her son. Okay. And he went to school together for a long, long time. And so she shared something. And I'm going to have you read it, I think, one because I can't. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to find it. I had gone up. Oh, Sarah here. Yes. She said, my very favorite thing about Andy was how excited he always got. Um, always got about, well, really everything. <laughs> that to me is just such a beautiful way to live. I have so many beautiful memories of our oldest four together all the time as littles. Yeah. yeah. And someone else had said what an angelic voice he had that was, oh, that was coming yeah. up, Carrie Ann. Yeah, yeah, that's Carrie because her son, um, Charlie, was right in between Andy and Peter. And so they all sing together. And um, mm. yeah. Yeah. We did a lot of carpooling with Charlie. Oh, yeah. I loved watching him sing. And then, um, you know, there was another mom who wrote that she didn't know your boy, but I lost my daughter um, due to an accident in a similar tragical circumstance. I um, listened to the very first podcast and was stunned to hear so many of my own thoughts projected from you and Andy's dad. Thank you for what you're doing and may God bless you all tonight and every day forward. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much, Sue, for mm -hmm. writing that. You know, yeah. it's funny too. Um, I... I got an email today and I get emails a lot of days, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I got a, a few things, but this one was, 
was the way she started it. Is she started even though I don't know you, I feel like you're one of my best friends. Mm. Cuz her son died just uh on June 13th and oh. just last year or so. Anyway, it, it just it was just it was nice to get up this morning and read that first thing actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does kind of help make it seem like maybe it's worthwhile. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Your your friend Michelle wrote, I'll never forget Andy being the happiest to go to BSF of all of our kids. He was the <laughs> happiest child. Well, that's definitely true. He was that BSF of the Bible study that we went to and he was right. He was always happy to go. He always yeah. had the best he had the best line ever for BSF where he would he came back <laughs> probably six or something and they were yeah I think they were studying Exodus. Anyway he so yeah. What do you? What was? I can't remember the question was, and he said, I, "I just said, what did you learn today, oh, yeah, Andy?" Yeah, he said, "Those Jews, those Israelites, Israelites were just complained, com complained and complained." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Oh, we were studying the life of Moses, and for a happy kid, that really was probably really bothersome that they were. I think so it was. They just yeah. complained, complained, and complained. Mm -hmm. Oh, that tells a lot about him right there. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. love seeing all these people getting on. Oh, mm -hmm. Kathleen Cool is on. Mm. She was, uh, she taught Andy to really, she was his, his, uh, the music teacher for elementary school. Oh, oh. She's the one that got him set up to go to the choir and, and everything. Yeah. She sang at his funeral too. Mm. Yeah. So. And those, you know, it all the love that you're getting from your listeners and people who know you but didn't know Andy is really special. But I do think for those parents listening, it is really special when someone knew your child, right? There's just yeah. a little added um, piece to that. Well, because um, people are in general just so scared to say something, you know? Yeah. They don't want to bring it up. They don't want to make you sad. They don't want to make mm -hmm. you cry. So then they just don't bring it up. And so I think that's why I posted that about this live stream coming up. Because I just wanted people to bring it up. Because it's just so hard when nobody says anything. You're right. Right. Oh. I, I just want people to say something. So Right. Yep. And I was so, I told you this this morning, so impressed how you asked for what you needed and kind of guided people. And we've said this before, but just encouraging other um, bereaved people to model after you, because if we don't do that, people don't know what we want. And then therefore we do take the chance that they're just not going to say anything. And then that hurts even more, like you just said. Well, and I went back and forth on doing something and like having a gathering because a lot of my friends who are bereaved moms will have gatherings, you know, yeah. invite friends and family mm -hmm. for either for a birthday or for these anniversary dates or something. And I've always felt kind of bad that I've never done that. And so this year I thought, well, this year I should, I should, <laughs> you know, I was shooting myself yeah. just like you say not to, but mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I, I was thinking I should do that. And then I got so, I just got so scared that like no one would come, that mm -hmm. no one would remember. I'm going to be there, just, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah a few people there. But yeah. Um, yeah, so what's kind of crazy is that that's what I was thinking to myself was like, no one, I don't know. I don't know if we do something, I don't, I don't know what would happen. And, and I didn't really want to plan it, honestly. It just, you know, it's just a lot to do. And I was telling my therapist this fear that I had. And what's crazy and is that I went home then. And then that night, I get a text message from Andy's best friend's mom. Um, and they were in Chicago watching Chelsea play soccer and Andy and his best friend Yoni loved watching Chelsea soccer. I mean, it's, 
Yoni's whole family was are huge Chelsea fans, and so then Andy suddenly became a Chelsea fan, even though we had never really followed soccer as a family personally. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he started doing that and got really into it, and I had to buy him like a jersey that he had, and they were super into Chelsea, watching Chelsea, and they had these plans that they were going to go watch him together sometime and all of this, and so it's funny because then Blair just sent me this message picture of Yoni and his brother and his dad holding up a big sign saying Root, rooting for our team Andy and then Andy in all oh. capital letters oh and um, Blair just said that's all Yoni talked about after they got those tickets was that he was going to make this sign and hold up his sign and because he was going to be there with Andy oh that's awesome so that is beautiful. Anyway, but that was the very day that I said that I didn't know if anyone would come and I was just so afraid to do anything. Yeah. And I thought, well, Yoni remembers. Yeah, there's your there was your message. Um, I wanna um respond to something. Um Julie said, I asked my daughter Molly, who is a fellow Hawkeye and lives in Iowa City, to say a prayer for sweet Andy. Andy is being remembered and prayed for in Iowa. And I thought you would love that. But um, Dixie asked, would you feel comfortable sharing um, which traits that Andy carried from each of you? I love the picture you posted, that smile. I see him in both of you. So which traits of each of you did Andy have? Well, I think think he liked doing things. I think that's, you know, like I mentioned, going out and being active and going hikes and stuff. He really enjoyed camping, all those sorts of things he really enjoyed doing. And, he, and, yeah, like, and you yeah. love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, he was, and he was super into sports. You're really into sports. Right. Like the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. Eric had, when Andy died, he had this medical podcast that he was doing very faithfully. And Andy was so excited about it because he was literally so excited and enthusiastic about anything. And he was like, you know, over the moon excited about it. But now, you know, Eric has this Michigan State basketball podcast. Oh, my word. Andy would have gone crazy over that. He would have Aww. loved that so much. I can't. Do I you mean, think he just would have been like, I can't even tell you how excited he would have been and how proud he would have been of his dad doing something so cool. Eric, do you if think you about that sometimes mm-hmm. when you're oh, yeah. when you're OK? Yeah. Yep. Well, and part of it, you know, when I do the the show, I actually am sitting right here. We do, he and does it in Andy's room too. Behind me, and yeah. I look around, and it's hard not to. I mean, you know, you're in this room; it's hard not to think about. Yeah. Throughout the time you're recording and talking, and mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, at this point, it it's helpful. I mean, not well, yeah. I mean, helpful, I guess, but it's it's nice. It's sort mm-hmm. of comforting. Comforting. It it is. It's like most things. I always think it like this with anesthesia. You know. You can sit and do it as you're doing anesthesia. If you think too much about it, you can kind of freak yourself out. Like if you imagine all the worst things that could possibly happen to someone, mm-hmm. you can be, become paralyzed with like, oh. Mm-hmm. But as long as you just sort of know what you're doing and you're comfortable with the situation and aware of things, it can be very comforting, <laughs> you know, just as long yeah. as you think, And that's like being in this room, like it, until you start dwelling too much on things, then right. it becomes, can paralyze you. And so I was thinking sort of like that in some ways. So, mm-hmm. so it's nice. And, uh, you know, I've I've had a couple people you know mention we have had interviews and like, oh, this is a great studio. And I say, yeah, it's my such room. Oh, wow. It's, you know, and then, they, <laughs> then you get in a conversation and I say, yeah. well, that's kind of got awkward real quickly. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that's off the air. But usually people are, you know, the thing is like people are uncomfortable for a little bit, but then they're like, you know, most of them are parents at some point. And so they're, they feel, you know, yeah. terrible and they, you know. They well, and if you, that. if you try not to make it weird. Then yeah. It, if you, yeah, you know. make it, and mm-hmm. that's always the thing when it comes to any with people, you know, in general talking about stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Marcy, what traits? And, and, and I would say have? with me, you know, Andy was, you know, much more emotional up and down, and that's me for sure. <laughs> I mean, I just am obviously. I mean, I get real weepy, and and then I mean, I I just got him, just got him. Like mm-hmm. we were just so similar personality wise. And, you know, he's super musical and I'm pretty musical. And um, she's an actress. <laughs> so anyway, he, I mean, a lot of it is, I don't know, of all my kids, I, I think he was the one I kind of got the best. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. That's a good way to describe it because it's not that you loved him more. There was just, you got each no, other. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that I don't have similarities with all my kids. I do. Right. But I, I think there was such a difference personality wise with Eric that I could just understand him better. Than right. You ever, yeah. You know, than I you would could. say the one thing too about him is that he loved hugging and touching and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you are mm -hmm. more like yeah, that. You're more huggy and stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his favorite thing in the world would be to climb in bed, get between the two of us, and ask us to make an Andy sandwich. So Aww. to hug each other and squeeze him in the middle. Oh, I love he that. Loved yeah, he was make always making an Andy sandwich. Go make an. Let's make an Andy mm -hmm. sandwich. Peter's done sit, sitting in her lap right away. The only problem with Andy <laughs> is that he's really wiggly. He was going, but he, but he got that from me too. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. My nickname for my grandpa was Squirmy Butt. If, if my Aunt Penny is on, she can attest to yeah. that. He always called me Squirmy Butt. Interesting. There's someone named Benjamin on here who said Andy. Yeah. Oh had the biggest and immensely kind heart. I remember Eric tell me how excited he was when I returned from Afghanistan and I never knew he was worried about me during that time. It was so moving that a young boy at that time cared that deeply, thinking of y'all and grateful for the impact of Andy's presence. Yeah, I remember telling him that Ben's okay. back. He's like, oh, I'm so glad he didn't die. He's so worried. <laughs> and you know, and I was worried about it. Yeah, what was like, the connection know, ben, to Ben? Well, but what he would was, the connection uh, have been? Friend of mine. Uh, yeah, he's a really, really close friend of mine. But okay, he's I'm the a guy who who I told you about. Now the therapist that Eric will go on walks with. That I said <laughs> yeah. he's half therapy, half just walking with yeah. a friend, but also half therapy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Ben. Um. Yeah. Many people are sharing that they have um, someone, Missy said that five years is um, for them next Wednesday, rough time of year. Oh, wow. And um, it is just a rough time. Of year. Um, Laura said that, you know, their son Luke's birthday is today. Many yeah. wonderings. What would he be doing now if he were still here with us? I'm yeah. so grateful for our friendship and your podcast. But at the same time, I wish we never had this reason to bring us together. Ugh. Well said, Laura. Yeah, all the time. All the yeah. time. Right, right now, I think we're ready to go back to school, that's what I guess. Yeah. That's what he'd be ready to do? Probably head back to college, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's sure. the thing. He should be yeah. start his sophomore year at college. Yeah. And then you wonder, where would he be for sure? What would he be doing? Mm -hmm. I feel like he'd probably be at Michigan State. Same music. I don't know what he'd oh. be studying. Who knows what he'd be studying? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that even if it wasn't music, music would be part of his life. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. Aunt Penny said, yep. Squint butt. Yes, and he didn't, didn't <laughs> squint sit next butt. to you. <laughs> and he uh, didn't sit next to you. He sat on you. On he you. loved it. Right. That's totally right. Yeah. <laughs> He loved going on trips, going on vacation and going out to see my aunt, especially was huge for him. He loved that. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. um, and he would just get so up and down because, you know, I remember going out there one time and um, uh, my dad is out in, near Las Vegas. He's not in Las Vegas, but he came and we went bowling and we got to the end of the our bowling day and um, Annie started crying. And my dad looked at me and said, why is he crying? I said, because he's sad. He has to leave you. You know, and Aww. he only would see my dad maybe once a year, probably mm -hmm. at most. But he just, he could be super pumped. And then he'd we'd have those three or four hours together. And then they have to leave. And he's just crushed now. I mean, that's just, mm -hmm. he just loved so big. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. That shows his heart right there. Yeah. He just had such a heart. Yeah. And just loved, loved other people. It just would frustrate me sometimes because there would be kids at school that were not always the nicest to him. He was just a real tiny kid, easy to pick on. And so he would get, he'd get picked on sometimes. And and um, he would he would get picked on and be very sad about it. And then literally the next week he'd come and say, "Oh, I so and so is a really nice kid." And I'm thinking to myself, "He's a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's not a nice kid." But I yeah. didn't say that. I'd be like, "Oh, that's great." Mm -hmm. But I thought, 
and next week he'll say something that'll crush you again. But you know, he just was so easy to forgive. Right. Bless his heart to see the everybody's good. friend. And that's why in general, kids loved being on Andy's team with sports, even though he wasn't that good at sports, because he just would cheer everybody on. I mean, he oh, just yeah. was the best teammate to have. Yeah. You know. You know, one of the thoughts that I had with all the, the talking and the sharing and the, I mean, we've only touched the surface of, you know, all the things about him, but how their death is only one small part. I mean, it's big, but I mean, you know, it, today is so much more than his death. It, it, it's about his life, right? Yeah. And just, you know, that he lived and talking about him. And um, so I just... I just love the fact that we're able to do that today and have that. And um, This is Michelle. Um, I believe, again, I think we've heard from Michelle earlier, right? She said, when you say he loves so big, I'm imagining it, or did he oh, totally he forget totally about it? Well, yeah. Yeah. He, they, you know, Valeriano had his, his <clears throat> kidney <throat> transplant. Oh, and, okay. Um, when you get a kidney transplant, most people do not know this. They put it right in your belly, in your lower abdomen. So he okay. has this huge incision across across the lower part of his belly. And, you know, Andy finally gets up to be able to go up to the PEDS ICU to see him. And he's, of course, have been super worried about him. It, it was, he just, he, like, we're talking about loving so big. Like, he was loving Valeriano before we even got him. Like yeah. we knew he um, was coming and he was like, he's my brother. I'm excited to play soccer with him. I'm like, uh -huh. he was loving him already. So he was really close with Valeriano, even though he, they weren't super close in age, obviously, but um, yeah, just they were six accept. years apart. But anyway, they, he just loved him so much. And so uh -huh. when, of course he had his transplant surgery, he's worrying and we're there all day. And, and um, he gets to come later after he gets into his room for the PEDS ICU. And Andy comes in. He just throws his hands down on his belly and says, how are you doing, Valeriano? Oh, no. And, and of course, Valeriano's like, because ah, it hurts so bad. Because, of course, yeah. he just had his transplant. And we we're all, both all like, Andy, no. But he just—he oh. would just be so exuberant over everything and just so excited, and he just was so relieved that Valeriano was okay. I mean, which is why we needed to go see him right away. We needed to have the kids be able to see him as soon as possible to mm -hmm. kind of give them assurances that things were okay. Right, right. So they didn't worry, and it sounded yeah, like so they, they didn't, didn't worry that. Yeah. Uh, and Aunt Penny again, I believe. I love this. She said, um, I don't remember what football game you were watching, Eric, but Gandy was sitting on your lap just sobbing because your team was losing. It was so fun. It could have been any game, really. Could have been. He was like that. Could have been a basketball game. He was, football game. Could have been many games. Oh, my gosh. He, you know, we went. We had season tickets to Michigan State basketball, and thank goodness they were really good most of the years that we saw them. Because Andy was crushed every time they lost. I, I remember mm -hmm. the last game of the season one year, they played Ohio State. And it was for the Big Ten Championship, I think. And Ohio State won. And it was like devastation to him. I mean, he was just sobbing in the seats. It was like to the point where it's kind of embarrassing, you know, <laughs> like, dude, you got to pull yourself together. And we still wanted to stay for senior night and because they honor all the seniors afterwards. And Andy was just sobbing uncontrollably. And they went on to win more games and do well in the yeah, tournament, I think, that year. Day. But that matter. day, but that day, right. that minute, his team had lost and he oh. was just crushed by it. Yeah. Oh, and Teresa says, I'm thinking. That's of my Andy's, cousin. Okay. Yeah, my cousin, um, Andy's love of lemon bunt cake, soccer, his tree at the lake, reading. I remember him bringing Harry Potter to the dinner table and his amazing family. Oh. So he loved to read too. I didn't know that about him. Oh yeah, he, he did. did. He did. Okay. He was a little slower to start reading than like his big sister was, well, but much, but then yeah. I mean, once he got into it, he really did get into it. Oh, like yeah. by yeah. third, fourth grade, he was reading like crazy. He's gonna read Lord of the Rings. That was the plan, right? 
That was one of the last oh. things Andy said to me, actually. One of the last things. We were in the car. Um, had just gotten on this. I mean, we're on this stretch of freeway. And we we're just starting to even slow down for the game. And he said, I think I want to, I always pick a book series to read for every school year. I think I want to read Lord of the Rings this year. And I said, well, Wes, we've got Lord of the Rings right in the office. I'll get it as soon as we get home from the game. So you can start because, you know, it's school was starting mm -hmm. that Monday and this is Wednesday. So it's five days before school started. So I promised him I would go get that book. And that's the last thing I remember saying before the accident. Mm. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michelle says, it's so I love funny because I found myself all day. Um, mm -hmm. All day I've been thinking about what I was doing at that moment, mm -hmm. you know, like. In the morning, I was thinking, well, I was, I'm at work now. I have no idea what's going to happen today. Mm -hmm. Andy at um, volunteering at Kids Food Basket. He was making good friends. We have lots of pictures from that day. Uh, think about over my lunch break, I went to go pick him up. And he was so excited to tell me about his day that he couldn't even wait until I got there, even though I was, it was like a seven minute trip from my office. He had to call me a second time to start telling me about his day. He was so excited. About it. Oh. I mean, it was just like, I kept going back, you know, mm -hmm. at about three o'clock, I think 10 minutes after three. And I was like, I remember I was trying to wrap up getting patient or I, I was finished with patients. And I was trying to get my computer turned off so I could get out of the office because I had to get Andy and his um, friend to Stephen to soccer practice because we had I had to have them both in Kentwood by by four o'clock so I'm like every single thing I was like this is what I was doing and this is what I was doing, mm -hmm. and, this is what I was doing. And, and now now it's 7 36 and now is when I remember being in the ambulance having to start calling people and telling mm -hmm. people that he was gone mm. Because they handed me my phone right about now, right about, right after 7.30. And that's when I had to start. Because they didn't find Eric's phone. They just found mine. Yeah. So, anyway, that's what I've been doing all day, which is not mm -hmm. what I would recommend. But <laughs> I I, you, you can't help I think it. You can't help you it. Can't. I think you can't help it. You can't because it's, yeah, you just can't. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I could. I yeah, could control that. Really yeah. But again, like I said, I love the balance where we talk more about his life than his death. But those days, especially today, when you're reliving that is just very, very much. Um, you can't help it. I love what Michelle said, though. She said hearing more stories about Andy. She loves it. And his big love and joy. So precious. Can't wait to meet him in heaven one day. Yeah. And, you know, that's the beauty of the family of God is that, you know, we get to see each other again. And then um, Cheryl says, smiling at the thought of Andy's big Spartan emotions. I'm sure he'd be proud of his dad's podcast. There's no question he would be proud of his dad's podcast. Yeah. Well, before we, you know, have to wrap up, one of the thoughts we talked about um, is, or I was thinking of is, you know, I always like to start with the negative and not stay there too long. But if you think back on your grief journey, are there things that, you know, not necessarily regret, but that you think, oh, I didn't do that so well, or if I could know what I know now, I wouldn't. Is there anything that sticks out to you? You think, huh? Yep. That wasn't so so um, uh, when I said to Marcy, you know, what helped me go back, going back to work, you know what you should do? You should go back to work and see if that helps you. Because mm -hmm. I think those are people who love you, they care for you. It's actually a supportive environment. It'd be great. I think you should try really go back. I bet it'll be nice. And even when it was not going well, I said, you know what? Just give it a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was not the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, no, it but at that me. moment, but you were, thing. He, he didn't know. He didn't know. But it, it could help some listeners, though. I think that's why I brought it up is because it could help a couple who's sitting there where they're thinking, oh, I think I know what, what worked for me. I want you to try it because it may work for you. And that's not always the case. And yeah. I, I knew you guys then. And I remember that conversation. Well, um, and I, I think, I mean, I'm sure Eric was in the OR and he was feeling better being at work. Now you were working mm -hmm. in a at first 
in just one place and you just kind of slowly, oh, yeah. slowly expand it out. But, um, and I think too, you probably were sitting there thinking about me just being alone in the house too. Right. And, and right. worried about just being alone and mm-hmm. crying and being a mess. Right. And, and looking yeah. for, uh, um, solution to that, right? I mean, looking for something yeah. to make it better. And that's very common in grief that when we try stuff that doesn't work, our intention is we're trying to make it better. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what he wanted to do so desperately is he just wanted to find something to make me feel a little bit better. Cause I just was just so sad, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. And then the other thing was, is anything I do could try and do to help you because you're just so angry. I was really angry for for so long. You just weren't yourself. I mean, that was probably almost a year. Yeah, eight eight nine months. Yeah, probably. Yeah, eight or nine months. So that was was probably if it it wasn't an emotion that you were used to having. No, no. That Eric was used to navigating with you. There was just a lot of parts about. I'm just not really overall an angry person, but when you have somebody that like, you know, Yeah. yeah. Hits you like that, like car accident like that when it was just so, I mean, it's it's so funny. It was such a dumb accident. Like Mm -hmm. any paying attention, even the slightest bit, that wouldn't have happened, right? Right. She was speeding in a construction zone in an exit lane. None of those things should have been happening. Yeah. She wasn't paying any attention, obviously. Mm-hmm. And now my life is, our lives are ruined and Andy's is done, has ended because right. of somebody being stupid. Yeah. And I just couldn't release that anger for a really long time. Right. I just couldn't. And, and it actually made me angry that he wasn't angry. Like that was, that was, <laughs> that was making yep. it worse for me because I mm-hmm. just wanted him to be mad. Like, yeah. how do you, how are you not mad at this? Yeah. You know? But don't you think it comes back to what you were saying before about your own personality too, and how Andy was a lot like that you hung on, you know, emotions, the way you express yeah, them, yeah. And feel them. And, and-, and he just, Eric's just not as emotional a person. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, it happened and he never got angry with her. He mm-hmm. would sit, even say like, I feel bad for her. She has to live with the fact that she killed this boy oh. for the rest of her yeah. life. And I'm thinking, good. I'm glad she has to live that with that for the rest of her life because yeah. I'm mad, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that sounds horrible coming out of my mouth now, but that I mean that's what I was thinking. Like I didn't I didn't want it to be easy for her, and I wasn't mm-hmm. going to feel bad, right? Because I didn't want it to feel easy, right? Um, yeah. And and oh, eventually I did let go of that anger totally, mm-hmm. and and I don't really feel it now, mm-hmm. but um. I mean, there are days looking when I back, feel angry about the situation, but yeah. But looking back, I I don't think that's something you'd put into the "I did poorly" category, do you? I think it was just what you had to experience and go through. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I just it had was just to. Me it, to try to. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think. <laughs> right. I, think, I, I don't think if that. anything poorly, it would be. Uh, yeah, us probably not understanding each other as much, and me being more okay with him not being angry yeah and him being more okay with me being angry i don't well, i i think that was one that we had a hard time yeah, but understanding from each other because we were so different exactly but i've seen you know and I, before when the the less you feel understood the less capacity we have to be understanding towards others so you weren't feeling understood you're feeling and then you didn't have the capacity to be understanding about that that's just a normal part of the pressure cooker that families live in when they're hurting yeah. 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 So um, I think that's something we didn't do great. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think we communicated pretty well. And overall, I think we did well. It's just that that's something I think we couldn't understand. We just had a yeah. hard time understanding each other. Were there other things you did well? I'm going to come back to a few things that were written. But when we're on this, we talked about poorly. But let's talk about some things that you've done well. well and we by made- well, I don't mean like. You were excited. We to made a that. kind of a promise to each other on the night that Andy died. Um, I remember, I don't even know which one of us said it first, but that we said, this will not break us. Yeah. This will not break and us. I have to tell you that I have a family right now that their son just died really recent. And I recommended the podcast. And when they came back to me, they said that was 
your gift to them because they made that same promise to each other because they were so afraid they were going to lose their marriage in this. And that's a beautiful thing, you know. So not only have you taken what you've learned, you've shared it with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we did well with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think the thing that we've, we've done very well is we've been open about what happened with our friends and family and coworkers. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't go, I don't talk about it a lot, but. Um, but you don't hide it though either. But I don't, I talk about, I talk very openly with people about it. And um, especially, especially initially, because people have questions, they're kind of wondering what happened, how I'm doing and those sorts of things. And so just talking about it and saying, yeah, it sucks, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then when they, they would have problems, they'd come to me, which is, which is strange thing because no one ever used to come to me with problems. Like someone's, I have nurses, her son was gotten into drugs and having all kinds of problems. And she came to talk to me. I'm like, this is kind of strange. I don't know why you expecting me to sort of help you or provide mm -hmm. But, it, but I think just the fact that I was open and talking about it. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I was talking all the time about it because I don't think that's always the best thing to be, you know, Mm -hmm. You sort of like every time someone runs into you, you talk about sort of your childhood passed away, mm -hmm. but, but I was, I was okay talking. About it. And so I, for me, I think that helped. I don't want to say get through it, but I think it just helps sort of get, again, just survive better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, and, and then um, I think that's the big, that's the thing I think we, I did best with that. I, and, uh, mm -hmm. and it's not, it's outside my comfort zone. It's not something I ever talked about. People will talk about dying before. I never would. <laughs> want to talk right. to people about yeah. that sort of mm -hmm. change subject um talk about something else and so mm -hmm. um, i'm just more comfortable with that with mm -hmm. the, the topic of death and so yeah um, and i and clearly you know with Marsh's podcast it's certainly helped lots of people too and i right. helped you a lot oh, as well. so much and that's where all this love is coming from and i want to go back um, to a couple different things. But, you know, Rob here said that, you know, I totally understand walking through the events of the last day. I find myself doing the same regarding our son, Marcus. They're coming up on five years. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that again, what I said at the beginning is your relatability and the authenticity to not shy away from negative emotions and, um, or difficult ones, painful ones. But you also had a few other memories of Andy that I, I wanted to be able to, you know, share. Um, Kurt said, remembering Andy's love of aviation and his dream of becoming a pilot. Yeah. yeah. And then um, here's Tom who said, Andy was always easy to get along with on a mission trip. I loved having him in my Bible study because he participated in talk. He was perspective and showed leadership potential. He got along well with his sister on the return trip. When we sat at the same table with them at the restaurant, he could be quiet and enjoy alone time playing a video game too. He was a great kid. I'm sorry he died so young. That was one of the last things he did actually was that mission trip. Mm. He went on a mission trip to um, Missouri. He and his sister were on it yeah. together. Because he was going to be a freshman. And so when you're incoming freshman, that's the first year you can go. And Oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually really funny because um, we were thinking about planning way ahead that then someday when our daughter was fit, had just graduated, Andy would be about to become a junior and Peter would be about to become a freshman. They would all three be able to go mm. together. It was going to be one year that they could all go. And um, turns out that's the last year. Uh, I think it's the last year any of them went. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because um, they just couldn't. I mean, he came home and um, he died like two weeks later. And Peter could just never do it. He, I mean, he's been more of a homebody and he gets kind of motion sickness anyway. So that was, I think, part of it. But mm -hmm. and then, of course, you know. I mean, our daughter could not do that again without right. Andy. Andy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah. it just would have been way too hard. Mm -hmm. So that was the last one they went on. Any of them? Mm. Um, Camden here also says, um, I always remember the MSU basketball games with Andy thinking of you guys today. Yeah. Yeah. That that's uh, Sarah's son that I was talking about earlier. Oh, Cam. okay. They were, they were yeah, good, good friends when they were little, especially. Uh 
Um, anything else? I, I did see that Dixie shared a poem that I think it would be great to end with and just reading that, but when, not until we're ready, but I just didn't want you to think that I hadn't noticed that she took the time to write it and it, I didn't read it all, but it, it sounded like it. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I had no agenda coming here tonight. <laughs> um, like today. I, you know, like the, today. Uh, yeah, yeah our, like lack of agenda. Yeah. Uh, the one, I do have one thing on the agenda and that's right after we get off here, um, we are headed over to the cemetery and um, mm -hmm. to meet with a few people if they wanted to come. Just, I just thought I'd put it out there that we were going to be there for like half an hour and uh, yeah, just to get some hugs because that's really what I need yeah. today. Just some yeah. hugs and some, some support. Mm -hmm. and just and come back that, uh, he was loved. yeah and come back here and read this again and I I know a lot of bereaved people do this like you read cards again and memories that people shared because it it just makes us feel warm and close to our person when we can read about them and talk about them I know you know every once in a while my mom will say to me your dad was a good dad wasn't he Cause she just wants to hear that he, you know, just things about him. And so come back and reread these. And I, I recommend that people do that because you get a lot of hugs here from the people whose lives you have truly touched in, and changed because again, of your bravery to say, I was searching for something. It wasn't there. I'm going to create it and do it. And each week that you well, allow and it's funny yourself now too. Every once in a while I get, I get like, you know, I've done over 200 maybe it's kind of enough. And, and yeah. you don't know how many people I've had on the podcast who now have their own podcast, their own blog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I get these messages like I'm starting my podcast. Would you be on it? And like there are many. Um, so I feel like there are a lot of bereaved mom podcasts now. Yeah. So I don't, in some ways I don't feel like I need to do it. Like I needed to do it right away. Yeah. Um, there's more but then i get messages like that one today it went yeah that was so incredibly helpful and you know i've gotten some very nice messages from people today yeah that have been just really supportive and then i think yeah you know you know maybe it, it is something that that i should keep doing too and not just mm -hmm. hand it over to all these other people that are doing it now yeah yeah, and each one has its uniqueness, but you're all brave to allow yourself to be put in that spot to hear other people's emotions too and hear the stories of their kids because it brings back so much, right? But yeah. that I think is what's bonded you all together um, is because of that shared pain and that you've been able to do that week after week with every single person and the listeners. How many of them said, I just, you know, um, I think it was somebody said it helps me feel not so all alone yeah 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 well that was the most helpful thing about that small group that people were yeah. there and they were right. still there <laughs> it had this horrible thing happened and they yeah still could show up and do something even if it was right. just showing up to a group and that's all they did <laughs> yeah like they could do anything and kind of survive right. Well, I was thinking about this too today, actually, as I was walking and praying about this and praying for you guys today, is I thought, um, you've survived all your, your hundred percent survival rate of all of your hardest days. And you're yeah. showing people like Eric, you said you were looking at the group of all these people. Now people are looking to the two of you and saying, you know, look at them. They've, they've survived and they're here and that's what they've done. And, and really I always, it's like breathing and putting our, clothes on and doing our best each day that's really yeah that that's thriving many days right not just surviving it's it so funny to do. think back like when we walked in the into starlight that day you know mm -hmm. now now mm -hmm. it's about I think it was about a week after Andy died I think we walked yeah. in I mean would you have ever guessed that we'd be doing this today no no I wouldn't no. but you know what? No, I, I thought about that day when I met you and it's the same thing with today is that um, if, you know, people ask me how I can do my job, it, it really is a privilege to hear the stories and sit in that space with people. And that's just what we yeah. did today too. And I told you this morning, you're like, I don't know what to expect tonight. You know, we we're kind of, and I said, I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm not afraid. This was a beautiful time together. It didn't, you know, um, and, you know, and I, I think it helped people. 
I just want to add one thing. So I think, you know, the one thing that I've learned is that today, you know, we had no agenda and I think generally not much happened today. Yeah. But I was totally fine with that. And like, you know, and I wasn't, um, I didn't have these thoughts that this, you know, these, this agenda, this, this certain things has to happen in order for this to be mm -hmm. a successful day. Yeah. And that now I'm just like, you know, we just have to get through the day. Right. As dumb yeah. as it might be or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, um, and so I, I'm okay. Like she can get really emotional and have a rough day. I mean, not that it doesn't bother me and want to comfort her, but I'm not, Yeah. I don't feel like I'm a failure if she's still sad at the end of the day, you know, right. like those are yeah. Yeah. comfortable with that sort of yeah. outcome, you know, where things just well, don't go. And that's, yeah. probably, that's a go. good take home message too. It is. I might yeah. make the write up with that. <laughs> yeah. Know, so. Well, you'll you'll be interested. Dr. Wolfhead always says when he teaches people how to companion the bereaved, he says, you can't be attached to an outcome. And and yeah. that's how I've done my work. Cause if I had to feel like you had to get to a certain place today, or even the first time I met you, like if oh, we gotta wrap this all up and put a little bow on it and make you then <laughs> that that's not helpful and so you yeah. cannot be attached to an outcome. you know what we wouldn't have come back had you done right that, so. yeah. <laughs> but you know so just wherever it needs to go and and that's you know when you can sit in those space with people those are the the helpful moments but i i know All right we well we better read dixie's poem. i will and she said um it's a poem she read and it's by marjorie piper and it says the existence of love I had the thought that your death was a waste and a destruction, a pain of grief hardly to be endured. I am only beginning to learn that your life was a gift and a growing and a living left with me. The desperation of death destroyed the existence of love, but the fact of the death that I am learning to look at your life again instead of your death and dying cannot be destroyed what has been given. Oh. So I yeah. thought that was a beautiful ending. That is a beautiful ending. Yeah. That, you know, it's because he lived. And you've said that before in your podcast, not because he yeah. died, but because he lived. Because he lived. And all the yeah. same with all your listeners and their precious children. And, you know, I, I just want to say this on behalf, because I try to always put, when we're talking, Marcy, I try to always think of what are the listeners thinking at this moment? What are they yeah. feeling? They all have beautiful stories just like you have and and kids who were just loved life and and they want a chance to tell their story and that's why you have you know your your guests but i would just encourage them to to tell someone about their child today and if they don't have anyone they can email me um and set a time because i'd love to listen um it's not finding and that wasn't a solicitation for business it's saying that that's the precious part and so find yeah. Well, listen and honestly, it's like my favorite thing, right? Getting emails from me people. too. I read the I read the first sentence of that email I got today, and how that really helped me um, today to start with something like that. So when yeah. I get to hear stories, it is yeah. like you said, it's such it a privilege. Is. It is it such is. a privilege. Yeah. Can you believe people actually send a message saying, "I don't think you seem sad on your show." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And yet here you are. And here I am. Here's a sad one. So yeah. Yeah. But it it doesn't, you know, the part about this is here's me wanting to teach about grief. But when we have days <laughs> and moments like this, especially anniversaries and holidays, it doesn't mean that we're not that now you've hit a bottom again. Yes, and right. And now I've gone backwards about 15 yes. steps and yeah. I have to go through all of it. It's going to take me a year no, and a half to get back to where I was yeah, yesterday. Just, That's it, not true. It's a part of all of that. Every, it's part of all of it. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, thank you. Right. You're this welcome. has been comforting for me. I hope it's been comforting Good. for you. Eric. Yeah. May you feel loved. And now we're heading to the cemetery to see right. if we can get some hugs. So okay. I think that'll be a good, good. Someone in grief would say, and next thing, next stop's the cemetery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly, Eric. <laughs> Only thing for repair and say. Only thing for Take care. Well, we better get going because we're yep. going to be there in a couple of minutes. So thank you again, Gwen. Um, You're very welcome. So I treasure your friendship so oh. much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful and would like to support the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and comment.
To help financially, you can text Andy's Mom to the number 53555 or visit the donate page on andysmom.com. Your donations are secure and tax deductible, and we are now able to accept Venmo, PayPal, and Apple Pay. Always Andy's Mom is a registered 501c3 organization and can receive donations through smile.amazon.com, Thrive in Financial, and Benevity, amongst others. Marcy loves hearing from listeners. Please feel free to reach out to her via email at marcy at andysmom.com. Also, be sure to sign up for the email list to receive weekly updates as well as pictures of all of Marcy's guests and their children. Together, let's work to inspire hope one day at a time.